but it was always in Chicago. I would, went to kindergarten, that's pre-grade school, grade school, high school, college, medical school, and residency, all within the city limits of Chicago. So I'm, I'm a pretty significantly native Chicagoan. My parents weren't particularly passionate about healthy food, so I was just the typical American kid growing up with my share, fair share of junk food and desserts and ice cream and cakes and donuts. I can remember clearly that I would have life cereal and then I progressed to raw oatmeal and uh, that would be you know, my typical breakfast. And uh, it was a lot of carbs, very low fat, and I remember two leaving at the time that margarine was healthy. So one of my favorite breakfasts was uh, soft spread margarine and with cinnamon sugar on toast and you know I'm sure that contributed to the dental decay. Uh, I didn't understand the, the basics of health back then you know because my, I didn't really have any mentors. I had no one teach me. I had to learn this all myself. I had to make the mistakes. So a lot of what I'm sharing with people are all from, from the mistakes I made in trying to get healthy and, and making a lot of them. I first met Dr. Mercola at a Health Freedom Expo in Chicago in 2009. He came up to me and expressed real interest in working for mercury-free dentistry. I found that unusual for physicians, certainly for a physician of his stature, and that interest has continued. Obviously, he has no stake in this personally. What he has is an intense interest in seeing mercury eliminated from the profession of dentistry and from the exposure that it does to consumers and to dental workers. My mom instilled a passion for reading and remember in 1968 I picked up a book, a paperback book. At that time it cost 25 cents, believe it or not. But the name of the book was Aerobics. It was written by Dr. Ken Cooper who was a physician for the space program in NASA and he actually designed the exercise program for the astronauts. But at that time exercise wasn't viewed very favorably. Uh, virtually very few people were doing it. So I started doing that and when I first started in 68, it, as I said, it wasn't really widely being used. So people would throw rocks and beer cans at me because they thought I was some kind of criminal. I was a villain running away from the scene of a crime because people didn't run. It wasn't done in the 60s. It just wasn't done. freshman in high school and the first man landed on the moon. So that was, it, it captured the, the nation's attention and I, of course, wanted to be an astronaut. So in high school I made the decision to be an astronaut and the quickest way to do that was actually through the military. So I was focused on going to the Air Force Academy, 
Uh, unfortunately, I grew up in Chicago, and uh, to get an appointment to the Air Force Academy is quite difficult because of the density of the population. So I, my initial major in college was engineering because I was still focused on that. And then I switched to pre-med. So after two years of not getting into school, I was really committed to being a physician. I was, I was really devastated that I didn't get in the, those first two years. And so I started widening my scope. At the time, I was subscribing to Prevention Magazine, which was really one of the, a very popular magazine in the 70s. And, and Dr. Jonathan Wright, who was a pioneer alternative medical physician, was the editor at the time. In that magazine, there was an article written by a DO who had described his experiences and that he was doing. He was doing the exact type of medicine I wanted to practice. I had never even heard of DOs before. So I looked at it, and sure enough, there was a college right in the city that I live in Chicago. In, in a, community called Hyde Park. On the very first day of medical school, they, they told us that most of the stuff, that information we're going to give you, will be outdated by the time you graduate. The reality was that almost everything about therapy was outdated the day they told us. But he, he went on to say that, yes, we want to give you information so you can pass your boards and get your license, but more importantly, we want to teach you how to learn. And I'm so grateful for that because that is the key element that I got out of that training, is that I learned how to learn. Sadly, they taught everyone how to do this, but sadly most doctors, they just ignore that and they just get into the, doing their normal life experience. And they, even though they have the capacity to understand the truth, they don't pursue it. So the reality is that Dr. Mercola, as my doctor, helped put me on a path toward health. Uh, I was in a place where I did not have health and I was so bad that I had to quit my job. Because of Dr. McCola and how he taught me to take control of my own health, um, I have since become uh, a very healthy individual and somebody who can fulfill his own potential. So the reality is that without Dr. McCola's guidance and the path that he put me on in terms of learning about my body and learning about what interacts with my body and how to truly give the body what it needs to heal and to, to operate at its maximum, uh, I would not be in the place I am today. I was fascinated. I didn't realize that there was a whole group of physicians who understood and applied and worked with nutrition. Opened my eyes. I couldn't believe it. So I was just fascinated. And that started my journey of really started reading more medical literature about that and going to these conferences. Typically once a month I'd be traveling somewhere all over the country to learn this information. So it was just collections, it's eclectic collection of knowledge about, about using natural healing techniques. And then I would apply them in my office and get tremendous results. I mean, people would start getting better. So much so that I remember at one point I said, this stuff really works, I'm gonna get people off of the drugs. So I made the commitment at that time to say, listen, I'm going to stop using drugs. So I gave notice to all my patients that if you are on drugs and you're unwilling to go a course to get off of them, then you need to find a new doctor. So I lost 70% of my patients. They just left because they weren't on board with me. And I said that, and that was really a good thing because then I started only having patients who really wanted to get better. And they did, and they got better, they got better by the droves, and the word started to spread, and I started seeing patients not only from my local community, but people from all across the state, and then people from all across the country, and eventually people from all over the world. I've seen, probably seen people from most every country in the world. I would see people that had been to some of the finest medical institutions in the country, 
like Mayo Clinic and, and many other prestigious ones like Northwestern University of Chicago. And they just failed miserably. And it's absolutely easy to understand because those, those clinicians and those institutions are beyond phenomenal for diagnosing. That's what traditional medicine is great for. They can diagnose things down to the, to the finest little mic microbe. And that's wonderful, we need that. But what they fail miserably at is the treatment modes because they're focused on treating the symptoms using toxic drugs and uh, that potentially could kill them. And you know, the drugs do kill people. I think if you look back at the last two decades, you see that Dr. Mercola has often been the first to clearly communicate to the public common sense ways of healing and staying well naturally. He empowers people to take control of their health by doing simple things like getting enough sleep, enough exercise, changing uh, the diet so that the body can thrive instead of becoming sick from eating food that is not healthy, getting exposure to sunlight to raise your vitamin D levels. So many of the things that Dr. Mercola has talked about have been embraced by people in this country and around the world. And that is why he is beloved by so many people around the world because they now have, are not afraid to trust in the innate ability of their body to heal and to stay well naturally. Since his visit down here, um, Dr. Mercola has really started to support us in, in earnest. Um, and I think it really shows uh, his reach. I mean, from all of the work he's doing up in, in the north, uh, in the U.S., um, to rural communities in Mexico, um, it's, it's pretty incredible. And uh, he's a pretty incredible man. Um, and, you know, his support, uh, what's really surprised me is it's not 
it's not just the financial. Um, he's really tapped us into his network of scientists and professionals, um, and it's really helped us exponentially uh, move our work forward. Because of Dr. Mercola, uh, we are now um, really close to developing a very low-tech uh, fluoride removal system. Um, we've developed new methods of rainwater catchment, which is another source of water for, for the rural communities that isn't contaminated with the arsenic and fluoride. You know, Dr. Mercola is really someone who's making a difference in that. Um, and I just, uh, I can't speak for everybody, but uh, really on behalf of my team here at Cadiz, Mexico, and, you know, the communities we, we, are, we are working with right now, um, thank you so much, Dr. Mercola. We, we don't have the words to really express our gratitude. Public perception uh, about anybody has many, many, many facets. Um, and certainly with Dr. Mercola, I think the fact that he is an extremely powerful activist. He is a very strong activist. Hi, I'm Dr. Mercola from Mercola.com. And I'm Ronnie Cummins from the Organic Consumers Association. And we've got a really important message for you today where you can make a phenomenal and profound difference in genetically modified food with an exciting initiative called the California Ballot Initiative. We're all gathered up here on top of this in front of this block tower because the time has come for genetically modified food to be labeled in the state of California. Yes, on 37. It's Californians versus the corporations. Major funding by Mercola.com Health Resources LLC and the Organic Consumers Fund. I want to thank everybody for showing up here today. The fact that we have so many regular, ordinary consumers and citizens showing up on a Wednesday afternoon at 2 p.m. goes to show this is truly a citizens-led initiative. The community stood behind all of us and together we won this battle of fighting the biggest chemical corporations in the world and the people of Jackson County really spoke up and showed what was important to them. The unofficial election results have 66% of voters supporting the ban. That's more than 31,000 people. It makes Jackson County the only county in Oregon to be able to officially ban those GMOs. And, and, I, and I'm highly highly confident every there's not a doubt in my mind that we will be absolutely successful in eliminating GMOs from the United States and also in removing fluoride from the water supply in the United States and eventually the rope of the world because you know we're, we're making major progress we're seeing victories all along and we're, we're, we're bashing them down slowly but surely it's really a David versus Goliath I mean we're against enormous uh, uh, corporate pressures and, and we're outnumbered uh, funds-wise, but you know we've got the truth on our side, and we've got, you know, and that is that's the the biggest component. And thankfully, the internet allows us to educate the masses to understand this and rally them to action. 
Dr. McCullough's impact on people has been huge, especially in our network. I know for a fact in going around the world that many of today's activists fighting, and often successfully, fighting fluoridation in their communities, in Canada, in the United States, and in many other countries, have been inspired, were inspired by Dr. McCullough's messaging on our behalf. Dr. McCullough is a pioneer. He, he, has, he leads the way on showing us why medicine needs to change, why healthcare practices, the, the establishment medicine needs to change. He courageously steps up where others have feared to tread. I think people feel based on the information that he supplies them. Remember, he's not just giving information about specific products, he's giving ideas. He's giving people information that they can use in their lives and ideas that allow them to think more broadly and keep looking around. For that reason, I think people feel that they can trust Dr. Mercola. He is just a fount of information and the team that he has gathered together to put together phenomenal information on his website and his books and the like has had a profound influence on the discussion um, of in, in the country and also on many, many, many uh, individuals themselves. Aspartame is the technical name for artificial sweeteners like NutraSweet and Equal. It's used in foods as a sugar substitute, and it just might be the most dangerous additive we willingly put into our bodies. Notice the word willingly. Here with the lowdown on why we should rid our diet of aspartame is Dr. Joseph Mercola. Dr. Mercola, thank you so much for being here with us. So aspartame, what exactly is it? Well, it's an artificial sweetener that's commonly used by most to lose weight because it's typically in diet products. But the challenge here is that it doesn't cause you to lose weight. In fact, most of the studies that look at this topic show that it actually causes you to gain weight. So that's a primary challenge, but in addition to that, it's loaded with side effects. And in fact, there, is, there are more reported complaints to the FDA than all other food additives combined. All right, so my first question was, what is it? So what is it? What is it made of? Where does it come from? It's a chemical product. It's synthetic. It's so it's not a complete natural. synthetic. It's, it's completely, completely chemical. It's not found in yes. nature. It's something we make. And Th that's the definition of artificial sweeteners. They're synthetic. And it's also a neurotoxin, is it not? It can be, yes. It's the breakdown products turn into a neurotoxin. Formaldehyde specifically, which is the fluid oh that Oh my God, formaldehyde. Wait, wait. Formaldehyde is what we embalm bodies with. Yes. It can cause things like seizures, right. which is why it's... The, that was my next question. Yeah. Give us some symptoms of symptoms, what... Symptoms, autoimmune disorders like MS. And it can also contribute to migraines. And in fact, anyone who has a migraine that's watching this, they really need to get off of any drinks that contain aspartame because it's a, it's a really common problem. In fact, my sister, who's my office manager for 20 years, her, she had her first migraine. We didn't know what it was, but she had these symptoms that simulate a stroke. And then we, we tied it back to the, to the aspartame. And anytime she has a, any product Episode that has it, even though it's not listed, it invariably contact the manufacturer and there's some aspartame in there. I mean, basically, all of us are fighting corporate greed and government indifference or corruption. And we're all fighting it in different ways. And it has been just wonderful 
to have this solidarity. Solidarity from Ronnie Cummings, solidarity from Charlie Brown, from Jeffrey Smith, and from Barbara Lowe Fisher and, and the others. And, and holding us all together, bring us all together, Dr. McCullough. It was a wonderful idea, and we we're really feeling the benefits of it in terms of the support we're getting, the number of people that support us. I don't think this would have happened, A, without Dr. McCullough, and B, without the Health Liberty Alliance. Please welcome Dr. Joe Mercola. Thank you for having me. Joe, let me ask, why is the medical community, the medical establishment, so up in arms about what you have to say? Well, I think it's primarily because we have two different models. Uh, my model is to really help people understand that they can take control of their health, that they can take responsibility by natural lifestyle approaches, by eating the right types of foods, exercising properly, and drinking the right type of uh, pure, clean water. And the other model really is focusing more on a, a magic pill solution, which really is focused on treating the acute symptoms. So they're really two divergent models. But what you're saying, you know, I'm forced to ask the provocative question, do you like being controversial? Well, when I think of controversy, I'm it's not something I, 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 I seek to attract, but I'm reminded of a German philosopher, Arthur Schopenhauer, who 200 years ago talked about truth. And he said, all truth can be divided into three stages. First, it's ridiculed, then it's violently opposed, and then finally, it's widely accepted as self-evident. section last yeah. week, okay? Intermittent fasting is really a miracle against compulsive eating. I've been doing Dr. Mercola's intermittent fasting for a month now, a six-hour eating window. Since the very first day, my cravings went away. Unbelievable. Before that, I've had the same result only using amphetamines. I mean, I couldn't write a better testimony. Someone who hasn't heard this information has really adopted and embraced the conventional medical model. That, that, that's, that's an appropriate and rational approach if you've, if you've not really explored the other side. So I would encourage anyone who is in disbelief or is skeptical to really examine the evidence very carefully to try some of these things. You know, most of these strategies that we're re recommending, they don't rely on supplements. Our primary recommendation is to use foods, foods and exercise, lifestyle choices that really don't really cost a lot extra. And, and even if they do a little bit extra, they're going to save you so much more in the long term since the ounce of prevention is worth more, far more than a pound of cure. So to try it yourself, you know, our, our mantra is to help people take control of their health. So we're teaching you how to get off of these drugs, drugs that literally kill hundreds of thousands of people, legally prescribed drugs that kill hundreds of thousands of people every year. Our message is to tell people, warn them that there is an option, an alternative, a safer alternative, a less expensive alternative that can really and truly address the cause of the disease. So let your body tell you, don't let some pre-designed prejudiced opinion to dictate your behavior or something you read somewhere because of some discrediting campaign from some large multinational pharmaceutical company. Our site has been on, online for 17 years. We have hundreds of thousands of pages. Just go to the search engine, type in whatever your health condition is, and you'll probably find hundreds of pages that address that. It's just addressing the cause of disease, which almost always invariably involves changing your diet and lifestyles so that you can address the cause of the disease. These are just common sense basic strategies and like the timing of your food if we follow ancestral eating patterns and you to, to, to go through regular periods of feast and famine like they did. Most everyone now 
they're, they're eating three meals a day and snacks and it's the only time they're not eating is when they're sleeping. So that doesn't do well. Our biochemistry and our metabolism is not adapted to that. So just try these principles yourself. You'll see what happens. You know, two out of three, two out of three people in this country are overweight. And it's such a simple problem to address, really. I would encourage you just to be objective, uh, to be, take a rational approach, and to, to, to read both sides of the story because you might be surprised at what you find.